Thought Bubble Audio. Up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who <laughs> are I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles! Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one, because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my cowabunga friend, Frank. How are you today? <laughs> kind of tipping your hand there. Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm fine kind of tipping my hand i mean it's not gonna fall off no the it's, table. A, it's a metaphor it's a never mind it's fine it's a metaphor <laughs> is that that's from 30 rock right it's a metaphor i'm not sure to be honest you kind of lost me now shoot oh well it doesn't matter i'm anyway it doesn't doesn't matter <laughs> why don't you tell Did me I, what you're drinking for beer i am drinking a samuel adams oktoberfest because you should not drink expired beer, Frank, and it's and mine's about to expire because October is behind us. November is in front of us, and I mean, you know, it's it's, it's November now. We're technically we're a couple of days in. We're it's can't believe how fast these months go by, Frank. Isn't it nuts? It was just Halloween just just flew right by us, and, and you know, when you're a kid, like time means like you could like an hour in the car might as well be two weeks oh my god yes right it takes forever to get places and do things you have no sense of time it's crazy and then i guess you just get more used to time so it ends up flying by and so i guess being busy you know you're not as busy as a kid or something i don't know what it is but i can tell you partly what it is the older you, the younger you are, your brain is, and I'm going to totally, if, you, if there's any like neuroscientists listening, they're going to laugh at me, but I'm, I'm aware of simplifying it. Your brain is making lots of connections and lots of memories. So, mm-hmm. so there's less space between each memory and every connection your brain is making involuntarily. So it feels like because you're making so many mental connections and synapses are firing, it feels like, oh my God, has it been like two weeks? It feels like, but it's only been an hour. And the older you get, you make fewer and fewer memories and fewer and fewer connections. And so the gap between them gets longer. And so it feels like time is going by faster because you're not making as many mental connections in your brain as you used to when you were younger. Wow, that is so poetic and so sad in some ways right? that like you're not making as many connections or memories the older you get. That is so sad. Just not as many things are necessary. The older you get, you, your brain starts to prioritize things that are necessary for survival and things that aren't. And, you know, it just wow. uh, you're not learning as, as fast a rate as you were when you were younger. Wow, that's crazy. And that's why it's wow. so important to, like, be a lifelong learner and to do things that keep your, you know, good for your neuroplasticity, puzzles and things that are good for your brain that, that keep you sharp. Because the more you do, the more that it keeps your brain active. That's I'm, right. Again, yeah. Way oversimplifying it, but that's sort of the. No, that's that's I like oversimplified science. Thank you. Um, 
Yeah, that's because that's what they say. Like staring in front of the, staring at the TV or whatever does not help your neuroplasticity. Yeah. So that's yeah, fighting. There's a recent study done like fighting Alzheimer's. A lot of times comes right down to working. Yes. Because if you're working and you're doing something that stretches your brain, you probably won't. Not probably, but you'll have a better chance of fighting off Alzheimer's because your brain is in a state of mush. Right, and there's like a nature versus nurture thing to it too. Some people just like if they are like if they have Alzheimer's, like their like their brain is gonna. That's right. It just could, the rate is gonna. That's right. right. But but there are but there are there. I, I don't know if there's studies that show, but at least anecdotally, I can say like I think we've all experienced the thing of like an older parent or relative or you know just an older person you know seems really sharp and then they they retire and with all this time on their hands, it suddenly seems like they're not as quick. You know, their mind is not as quick as it used to be when they were still part of the workforce and you're you're right it's because they're not using certain parts of their brain the way they used to and it sort of starts to atrophy kind of like a muscle does mm. what you know what muscle doesn't atrophy frank is my geek muscle mm. you know some of the things that i just you know you love when you're a kid you just continue to love yeah because we, we certainly live in an age where it's okay to like the things from your childhood that's in fact true. A, a lot of times it's encouraged you know if you think about adults in the 1950s you know like how many of them were like oh i used to they you know, like i still love playing you know cowboys and indians or knights and right. princesses or whatever you know whatever kids did in the 50s um you know apart from sports really which is the thing that kind of like you can like it as an adult as you did as a kid. That's okay. Like you didn't have to give up sports, but you had to give up your love of, you know, model airplanes or, yeah. or yeah. Star Wars or, you know, anything or Star Trek or superheroes or whatever. You had to give all that up. You weren't allowed to like it anymore. Put away childish things. That's right. And do, but, but sports is okay. But sports, but, so, but sports is okay. So, but now we live in an age where it's encouraged that you should hold on to those things because those things you're buying a movie ticket that's right because those things make money and they you know infuse the economy and business and like all creativity and all these adult things but all but you know you're allowed to like them and one of those things for me is the teenage mutant ninja turtles ah yes which you did not grow up on no i didn't really i i was just a few years uh, a couple years too late for it and never got into it and just wasn't really exposed to it very much. You know, I had an older cousin who was like the closest thing I had to an older brother. And he was really into it when he was a kid. Um, mm-hmm. And so I had some sort of residual you know, exposure to it from that. But no, I never really got into it. But you were very into it at a certain age. I was very in. My brother and I were both very into Ninja Turtles. We were at the exact right age to uh, to watch the original cartoon from the 80s. And then grow up with the movies from the 90s, whatever else. So, Frank, allow me to sit here and hit you with my best shot. All right, let's do this. We are so here for Ninja Turtles. Now, we haven't done a hit me with your best shot in a while. So a while. there's a lot of ways for me to cover Ninja Turtles. So let me start with all of them. So... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to do all of it. So, <laughs> so a little background information for those people who don't know, and, and you can come along for this ride because I know you know some of it. Mm. Ninja Turtles was created in the Boston area. Fun fact: bet you didn't know that. I did not. But, 
there you go. So created in the Boston area uh, and kind of like a real indie self-published style way. Eastman and Laird, I think. Kevin, it's definitely Kevin Eastman, and I can't remember the other dude's name. Okay. Something Laird, I think. Anyway, they were reading, they were they were into comic books in the 80s, especially into Frank Miller's run on Daredevil, Marvel Comics Daredevil, mm. and, you know, which was all very ninja-based and dark and gritty and, you know, like that real grunge 1980s New York, all that, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. You know when Hell's Kitchen was really hell, and not like mm, Hell's Kitchen. Let <laughs> me go get some. Let me go get some like fancy nachos or whatever that you do in <laughs> right, Hell's right. Kitchen. So, so they they themselves made this and self published this comic book, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is just a parody on Daredevil. Hmm. You know, because Daredevil as a kid is hit by you know, a mutagen kind of toxic waste kind of thing and that turns him blind and gives him senses and all that stuff. And so the Ninja Turtles are basically these four turtles that end up in slime in this ooze and then grow up to be, and a rat, and then grow up to be ninjas and fight the, they fight the Foot Clan instead of the Hand Mm -hmm. and they're trained by the mutagen, uh, the mutagenetic rat named Splinter who is based, who is a parody on the man who trains daredevil whose name is stick you know all the stuff over and over again the original comics are kind of like they're dark and gritty just like the like the 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 run on daredevil and then and then they were the licensing rights got sold to a toy company and that toy company was like we can make bank on this if we make a cartoon so they made a whole bunch of toys and then made a cartoon which is the one that I grew up on mm-hmm. based on those toys so you know which is you know that like here's the blimp here's the car here's the jet oh, ski yeah. here's this oh, version yeah. and this version and this version and this version and all of that stuff and that's where it just skyrocketed and that that leads you to the movie from 1990 and then 1991 and here is i'm going to talk i just watched these movies yesterday so i am going to when we're as of recording this so i am going to tell you why you should watch these movies are you ready this is the this is the angle i'm taking it from the ninja turtles the the ninja turtle costumes in the 1990 and 1991 films teenage mutant ninja turtles and teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 were created by the Jim Henson Company. Oh, that makes so much sense. And it and he died between Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and its sequel. And oh. the sequel is dedicated to Jim Henson. Oh, wow. And so I think you should watch them to honor Jim Henson and his creations. <laughs> wow, way to guilt me into this. <laughs> <laughs> You would be dishonoring the memory of dishonor on you, dishonor on your cow. (laughs) You would be pissing on the grave of Jim Henson if you did not watch these movies. That is correct. That's how I feel. Because they are really speaking. I mean, I love the Ninja Turtles and I can watch them like at any point and be entertained by them. Objectively speaking, the movies are good. They're not great. They're pretty fun, you know, but they're not like master classes in filmmaking, you know, or anything sure. like that. But the the those four suits in those movies are an incredible piece of animatronic, like animatronic work. Like the they are not stunted. They had like real fighters in those suits. Yep. Like 
like really doing some really impressive martial arts in these really heavy foam suits and the and the heads are controlled you know puppet style animatronically stuff like via the jim henson company as you would for dark crystal or labyrinth or any of that any of that stuff and so i think you should watch them even just purely on that basis i I was always impressed by that right I, I, i have not seen the films but i I have seen clips and stuff. In fact, I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna put the trailer if I can find the trailers for both films. I will put the a link in the show notes so people can appreciate what you're talking about. Yeah, I think in I have always been a fan of the second one more than the first one. Okay, I don't know why it. I, it's a little. The first one is kind of this mix of the show and the kind of a mix of the show and a mix of the original comic. So it's, it has that real like dirty taxi driver, New York in it. Okay. You know, which is cool. The second one leans into the kid side of things a little Mm. bit, actually so much so that in the, the second film, they weren't allowed to use their weapons. They could carry oh. them, but they couldn't actually hit people with them, except for Donatello because he just has the bow staff. He just has uh, a big stick. Uh-huh. So it's not—it's a non-lethal weapon. So he was the only one that could really use their weapon. So if you watch the movie, not, nobody hits one another with their weapons. They only carry them. Huh. It's crazy. The first one, they're like definitely hurting people, if not killing them. But in the second one, they have weapons, but they can't use them except for Dawn. The studio would not allow them, the turtles, to use their weapons because they because they would be seen as too violent. Interesting. They changed their minds halfway through that and between one and two. Well, the film was successful. It's not successful critically. I mean, of course not. But. But the film was successful enough to merit a sequel within a year because the first one right. was pumped out in 90. The second one came out in 91. So that says to me that they were worried that the the like uh, turtle train wear off. Mm-hmm. Turtle I mania, agree. right? Turtle mania I would agree. go away and they were just like crank out another one real quick while we can. I mean, it kind of did because we're not that far apart in age. Right. It, it, right? That's true. Yeah. We're not that, and you didn't grow up on turtles, and I did. We're, we're which we're at a very minimal gap of time because there was another show that came out in the '90s that was Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. and then a, and then a movie, and then a, like a, a live action television show, and you know there was there's been turtle stuff since the '80s onward. You're you just sit in a very small gap of time in which there was no Ninja Turtles. That is exactly right. It was a very very small gap of time. Where I, I would say that the age where you would expect it, because that, that first series lasted, a, a, I think that first series was still on probably well into my childhood. But by that time, by the time I was kind of old enough to catch on to it, it the, the show was winding down. It's probably a little bit old hat. And then Ninja, uh, uh, not Ninja Turtles, uh, Power Rangers mm-hmm. kind of took over as the new hotness. Yeah, that was exactly the same. Like yeah. you picked up with Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah. But and I, I went and I from barely, I barely even Rangers. got into Power Rangers. But I was the right age. I was more correct age for Power Rangers than I was for Ninja Turtles. I was a couple years too late for Ninja Turtles. Mm, that's so sad. Yeah. It is sad in its own way. Actually, so the Ninja Turtles in the original comic, it was just black and white, and then when it got colored, they all wore red bandanas. Wait, the comic was 
black and white at first? Mm-hmm. Yep, really? it was black and white. Yeah, imagine trying to tell. So the the weapons were the way that you told the the turtles apart. Oh wow! So they Wait, all the, go ahead, oh, and then they all had the same color bandana. So they all had the they all had red colored bandana. Oh my god! I oh. and and it was the toy company that was like, we need to have them have different colors yeah, to sell okay. to so you can tell them apart because kids well, are stupid to this and, day okay yeah. kids are stupid and and to this day i'm confused about which one is which because like because i didn't grow up with them didn't really you know i, I know the names i know it's leonardo Don, donatello uh, Raphael, and michelangelo right the renaissance painters yeah the renaissance painters correct but i never i i actually have a hard time keeping straight who's who because I even the color scheme if I was if I was the right age and had you know really paid attention when I was a kid I would have it down but I, I I don't have it down and to think of having to see it in black and white I had no idea it was in black and white and I definitely had no idea that when it was in color it started out all being red that's crazy isn't that crazy I know so you almost, you just have to do a color associate weapon and color association right. with the name right so nunchucks and orange is Mikey you know mm-hmm. swords Swords and blue is Leo, you know, and just kind of go in that in that line. Hmm. So interesting. The, my my second piece of kind of, uh, I guess I'm going to get you to watch it. Well, I guess I have three ways to get you to watch this. One, you should honor Jim Henson by watching by I, watching. You've them. made that very clear. Yes, because I think. Because I think they're spectacular. Four. I have four ways of doing this. Two, um, it's set in New York. And the second one, I think, especially the beginning of the film, is this huge love letter to New York. Oh. It's just everybody. It's just a big opening sequence of everyone walking around New York and all of these New Yorkers eating pizza. Oh. And it's just scene after scene after scene of um, it's just, just it's all these different cuts of all these different New Yorkers eating pizza all over the place. It's hilarious. And it's like cheese is melting away and like bubbling and all all you want is pizza in the first minute of this movie it's great uh the third way of getting you to watch it they're only an hour and a half a piece oh okay they're like they're a breeze i think they're even less than an hour and a half they like come really? in a couple of minutes under and that includes the credits hmm. they 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 zip by like nobody's business are they so they're 1990 and 1991. Do they feel like 80s movies? Yes. Yes, they do. That's yeah. another point in their favor. Yeah, I think the first one especially feels like an 80s movie. It's like big hair and um, the TVs, the music, people are rocking on boom boxes. Vanilla Ice is in the second one. Oh, my God, really? There's a Go Ninja Go rap. Like they just they oh, lean. Oh, that's right. I knew that. Yeah, yes, Go Ninja yeah, yeah, Go yeah. Ninja Go. They just lean so heavily into that into that fun huh. weird style. And my fourth my fourth gotta get to watch at least the second one. David Warner, the voice of Rachel Ghoul from Batman the Animated Series. Oh wow. Is, is in the movie. He's one he's a scientist in the movie. And he's in the whole movie. He's not like a bit part or anything. Really? Yeah, he's great. Cause I remember when as a kid, I was like, that sounds like the doctor from <laughs> Ninja Turtles. Um so so anyway. So I know it's not really, I guess, your thing. I mean, because you like think like, ah, ninjas, that's really not my thing. It's really more on the science. It's more about the family and the jokes. So if you like, you know, you like that stuff about, you know, 
your favorite, like, you're like me. Your favorite superhero stuff are the ones where you wa- you see the heroes kind of like having fun or joking around with one another, right? Like being a- being friends, being a family. And if they go and fight people and whatever, that's fine too. That's fun, but that's ultimately not like the best part of those stories because you've attached yourself to them not just as you know action adventurers but as people right and so you 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 like them because you like their personalities Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and each turtle kind of like almost like watching friends or whatever like each turtle has that personality that you can attach yourself to are you right you know stoic and uh, like do you have leadership qualities are you a jokester are you a geek are you angry the whole like are you angry and angsty and all that kind of thing you there's something for everybody in just those the makeup of those four go ahead who's who who which all the qualities you just you just described so so leo leonardo is the stoic kind of leader you know like he's almost like that superman figure you know like got to do the right thing you know i got to make sure everybody's okay you know maybe you know i I don't have all the answers but i'm going to try because that's the that's the thing to do that's the best the thing you have to be um Raphael is the angry, angsty one, you know, like, you know, I don't want, I'm out of here. I'm 15. I'm a Ninja Turtle. I'm out of here. I can't listen to you. Yes. He's the Anakin of the group. Yes, that is correct. Donatello is the, Donatello is the geek of the group. He's always, you know, I'm going to make sure this works. I'm going to fiddle with this thing. I'm going to make sure that, but he's also that, um, I'm not afraid to like stand up and do karaoke kind of geek. Actually, Donatello's a lot like you now that I think about it. I was going to say, it sounds a lot like me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, I'll joke around with the best of them, but I'm also very happy fiddling with my tools or whatever. And then Michelangelo is the big joke, jokester of the group. Not, a, um, you know, never take any, any situation too seriously just because, you know, you know, it's better to smile than to cry. That kind of kind of getting Fantastic Four vibes. Uh, a little bit, yeah. I guess the Fantastic Four, in a lot of ways, is that is that. I guess similar I guess, archetypes, maybe broken down a little bit differently, but sort of similar. Yeah. You've got you've got you know Johnny Johnny is a jokester and Reed is like the serious scientist inventor one, and you know you've got mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like there's something there. Yeah, I agree. I think that the you nailed those two, but then. The thing it falls in, off with Sue and Ben, it, but but yeah. it falls off with Sue and Ben. But you're close. It, it has that like there's something for everybody. There's somebody in there for there's somebody in there for everybody. Yeah, I th- yeah. I think like I'll give you an insight. So in the second one, Raphael gets captured at one point, and they like then the rest of the turtles go into like hunt around. They're like, I think this is a trap. It's a little too quiet. Yeah, it's mm. a little too quiet. Yeah, it's a little too quiet. And then they see Raph tied up. And then, like, look, there's Raph. And Mikey goes, yeah, a little too Raph. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. I love that. It's stupid. It's a great joke. But, you know, like, you know, April's getting, like, like, you know, getting a knot massaged out of her shoulder at one point in the first film. And and Mikey comes in. They're like, oh, do you want some, like, oil? And he's like, nah. And he pulls out a bottle of turtle wax. And he's like, I'm good. You know, know, it's real stupid stuff like that. But it's good fun. Sam Rockwell Rockwell is in the first one. Wait, what? You buried the friggin' lead. I know. I was kind of waiting to see, like, how how lukewarm you were being at first. He's not in it a lot. But he's got, he has a few lines. He, like, he does, and it's definitely Sam Rockwell. There's no wow. question about it. Yeah, it's 
This must have been a pretty early role for him, though. Super early. He okay. is. He he is like a. T- so the first one is basically um, Shredder. Basically, kind of takes in homeless kids, and then Shredder, the villain. I don't know how much you know about Ninja Turtles. I know nothing. Um, so Shredder is their main villain, and he kind of takes in these homeless kids, and like gets them to steal for him and whatever. And as they like grow in their skill, they become members of the Foot Clan of. Yep. And and so but Sam Rockwell is one of those kids. So he's maybe 15, 16, maybe 17 if you push it. Um I'd say Got about it. 17. He kind of looks like um oh shoot, what's that uh oh, can't remember his name now. Ethan Hawk. Kind of looks like Ethan Hawk. It's pretty weird. Oh, okay. Mm. I'm not sure what it is. So I so I would in, I would encourage you to spend like if you have an hour and a half and you're just like whatever. I don't care. They're pretty fun. I I personally like the second one more than the first one. People would disagree with me. It's a bit of okay. a hot take. I think the first one's a little bit more. F- I think the first one's a little bit more fun, and it may not. And actually, the action's pretty good in it. Um, I mean, they're dudes in suits, so right. You know, they can only do so much. But the fact that they can like jump and do a foot, like they can move better than Michael Keaton could move in all of his Batman movies. Okay. Arguably arguably better than any Batman can move in any Batman movie <laughs> outside yeah. of outside of Batman v Superman. I remember as a kid again seeing I don't know if I saw part of one of them on TV or just having seen the trailers or what I don't know what but, but I know I definitely know what they look like and how they move and I feel like their mouths are very articulate, right? And and they're yes, it they wasn't are. like it wasn't like most sort of animatronic or, or, or you know, suit-based things of the 90s. I feel like there was a little bit more movement there, a little more realism in the way that they moved. I would put it on par. I think it was also, I think this is also Jim Henson Company. I'd put it on par with dinosaurs that show on, that I think was on ABC, like the dinosaur sitcom. It was like the Flintstones, but they were dinosaurs. Oh, and st- yeah. I would, wow, I th- I th- I I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure it's the same tech i'm okay. not i'm like i i think that show came on a little bit later but I, i'm pretty sure it was jim henson company and it was the same it's the same idea how does it compare with like the nemoidians in phantom menace honestly i think they're more expressive than the nemoidians okay that's what that was my very dim memory uh was them being more expressive than the nemoidians but it's a great that's the a great comparison like, think is bad too you know like awful it's awful yeah. they just flap their mouth exactly but- it doesn't match up with what they're saying no, and I, I, I think if you're, I think any animatronic falls apart that way. If you're staring at the yeah, mouth, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not really going to work. But I think the turtles are able to express themselves that it, it doesn't look like they're not, like it's they're saying the lines. It may not, you know, look exactly like that. But the Nemoidians are just moving like wah, it's wah, like a wah, sock wah, puppet, wah. right? It just like flops like that. This is a great comparison. I w- I'm literally in the middle of watching Phantom Menace, so that's a great... Oh, nice. It was a great comparison. I just listened to that podcast that you recommended to me where these two guys... Blank check. Talk, yes. Blank check. They talked about... Um, I just finished it uh, the other day. They talk about um, Phantom Menace in isolation as if it was just a movie that came in, in 19... came out in 1999... Um, without being part of a series and it was a very interesting premise of like let's just limit ourselves so we can only talk about this movie on its own and uh it was very i'll put this in the show notes too 
It's a really interesting uh, episode of uh, of a show. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. I, I I think that's what made me go back and watch it. Also, I was kind of in a Star Wars mood, you know. Oh, so fair. Yeah, I was ready to go back and watch it. So, Frank, I guess my my big question for you now is: Will that I give it my best shot? You did a good job with this. I'll I'll be honest. Yeah, I am. Um, I, I'm. Ve- I, you've definitely peaked piqued my interest and i i want to check it out i want to check it out sweet yeah i i mean i love like i love the ninja turtles i watched that show growing up i would not go back and watch the 80s cartoon it's probably not well made end of story you know Mm. the the show there was a show just on nickelodeon an animated version on nickelodeon that was pretty fun that was pretty successful there's a new one that just started they're doing now so it's it's it has life in it it's going to keep going but i think your particular interests are best suited in like i wouldn't i wouldn't sit here and say well you should probably watch the two new movies that just came out i wouldn't say that to you that's not i they're fine they're not really good or bad they're just movies but michael bay make those he produced them yeah the second one is a little better it's a little bit more fun but it definitely just feels like you know all they're big and they're they're a little bit more monsterish i guess like they're they're kind of hulking and their sizes doesn't feel yeah i remember them looking this is this the one that was that was called tmnt no, so TMNT is okay. actually an a standalone animated film, which actually has Chris oh. Evans in it. He is the what? voice of yeah, he is the voice of uh, Casey Jones actually, oh. um, and uh, Chris Evans is in it. Sarah Michelle Gellar's in that one. Patrick Stewart, Nolan that was no, Nolan animated. North. That was an animated one. The, it's huh. good actually. The movie's good. It, it it. I don't know why. Actually, don't know why it didn't really go anywhere. Huh. Be- because it's a it's a well made movie. Kevin Smith, Patrick Stewart, wow, Lawrence Fish. Oh, narrated by Lawrence Fishburne. Huh. Yeah, it has a good cast. It does. And the, the actors that voice the turtles are like tried and true professional voice actors. They're not, you huh. know, like we got the celebrity name. Like they're Kevin Michael Richardson. Right. Exactly. Yeah, huh. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it in a long time. But James Arnold Taylor is Leonardo. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? Yeah. Well, maybe that's the one you should watch then. That might be. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, Sarah Michelle Gellar is April O'Neil. O'Neil. That makes sense. Yeah, makes maybe sense. this is oh. the one that you should watch. I have not seen it in okay. a long time. I, I should watch it, actually. But, you know, honestly, Frank, we could, if you want to watch it, we could report back. I'm totally fine with yeah, that. Yeah, I, we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like I'm leaning more towards watching one of the, the ones you're talking about. Um, but... But I am, if I like those, if I if I like my sort of introduction into the franchise, maybe I'll check out TMNT next. Yeah, and then and then the Megan Fox ones are, are the the, the Michael those are the Bay Michael Bay ones. ones. Yeah, they they're movies. The second okay. one was fun. I recall it being kind of fun. Actually, Brad Garrett is a voice in the oh nice second one. He plays Krang, which is an alien life okay. thing, which is not in the films, the original films. Okay, but um. Yeah, so you have a whole you have a, you have a range of options stuff to check yeah. out. But I think for you as a fan of Jim Henson, uh, a lover of New York, eighties films, they're not movies that are less than an hour and a half. Yeah, you yeah. know, good jokes. David Warner, pizza. You know, I think that they, <laughs> all things I love, all things you'd love. I think there's a there's a really there's a real 
fun quality of the first two that I think you'll appreciate. That you said you said the second one is your favorite of the two. I um, like the second one more. The first one's good. I mean, there's something wrong with it. I think well, it's kind of draggy in the middle. But besides that, okay, yeah. My question is, if I only have time to sample one of them, should I watch the first one because it's a more complete, self-contained story, or should I watch the second one because, in your opinion, it's the more fun one or the better one? It's a great question. So they're technically not self-contained. The second one is a sequel, and it basically picks up like a day or two after the events of the first one. Okay. But because it's a children's movie, they do a really nice job at recapping everything. I would probably still say watch the first one. Okay. Because, oh, I I don't know. Actually, it's a great question. I would coin toss, honestly, because I think... The, the second one tells you all you basically need to know about the Ninja Turtles. But I, I just think it's the I think the movie's m- more fun. I don't think you'd be missing anything by okay. skipping the first one, except the end. For, actually, so can I recommend if you only have time for one? I think if you can find it on YouTube, watch like the last 10 minutes of the first one. OK. And then watch the second one. All right. Because that way you get an introduction of like, okay, this is who the Shredder is, and this is the Ninja Turtles, and them like actually fighting, and then it will roll, and then who Splinter is, and stuff like, and then it will roll into the second one. Okay, fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, this was fun, Frank. I'm I'm glad that we I'm glad we did this. I this might, was good. I might this go watch TMNT right now. Actually. Nice. Fun. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. We'll this see. is the thing I needed. This is the thing I needed for, for my. For my uh, geek geek education, I feel like this is a, an area that I've been lacking in for a while, so I need to pick up. Hey, I realized I never told you my beer, so before we close out, oh uh, sure, I'll bookend by telling you I got distracted because we're talking about your Oktoberfest and all that, but um, I've been drinking this very interesting um, Mosaic Pale Ale, the Mosaic Hops, okay, um, from, it's called Cacophony, a Cacophony Mosaic Pale Ale. Is it Cacophony or Cacophony? Cacophony, yeah. Sorry. The, the, okay. Yeah. Cacophony. Okay. Uh, from Campanology Brewing Company. Hmm. Camp, Campanology, as in camp, camp, like, like Bell, like camp. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a super cool can. Very cool. Uh, very cool can here. Yeah. Cacophony. Cacophony Mosaic Pale Ale. Very, very good. I've been enjoying it this whole episode. And uh, I've never heard of this brewery before, but I got a couple of beers from them. Um, that is picked up yesterday, and this is the first one I'm drinking, and I'm really liking it. So that's awesome. Anyway, I love cap it. Cap it off by saying that. But why don't you tell people where they can find us on the internet, Tim? They can find us at thoughtbubbleaudio.com, where they can check out other thoughtbubble audio shows. They can rate and review us on iTunes, and find us on Spotify, Google Play, and Overcast. And they, of course, can find us on Facebook, Gmail, and Twitter at Beer with Geeks. You can find Frank personally at Frank Ramblings or myself at Timothy PG thirteen. Tell us what is your favorite version of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? It's the best song in the world. Teenage mm-hmm. and a Half Shell Turtle Power. Anyway, Turtle Mania, Turtle Mania. Stephen Amell is in the newest Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Movie. I knew that. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that. The, was, the, the the most recent like Megan Fox one, right? Mm-hmm. That is correct. Yeah. I remember. Casey I remember Jones. him. I remember like when he was. Oh, he's Casey Jones. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. And Elias Cotius is that his name? Is that how you say his name? I don't know who that is. C O A T E S Coates. Elias Coates. Sure. Cotes. I don't know. Anyway, he's in the first one. He's huh. he's pretty famous. Anyway, doesn't matter. But Frank, 
And this has been super fun. Yes, check it out, has. Check out Ninja Turtles. I'll be asking you, perhaps in a public setting. There'll be a quiz. <laughs> There'll be a quiz. Well, name the Ninja Turtles in their colors. Oh, God. Uh, all right. Well, then, until next time, cheers. cheers. Cowabunga. <laughs>